Welcome to Rock Shop Talk. Our show talks best practices, fun anecdotes, and the latest cutting-edge technology in our field to kick your screen printing gears in a hyperdrive. Today's episode continues our discussion on the chemistry and screen printing. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll be right back. I want to welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Today, we are discussing the chemistry in screen printing, and we are joined by Alex Mimoser. No? That's it. No, you got it. Mimoser. I got it. Mimoser of EasyWay Systems. Uh, I'm Rock US President Ross Hunter. Alongside of us today is our creative producer, Mr. Merrill Caps, as well as our channel manager, Mr. Brian Richards. How's everyone doing today? Doing awesome. Great. Fantastic. Happy to be here. I'm, a, I'm here uh, representing. Oh, okay, representing the street, man. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Indeed. And no. Alex has got like an epic bar behind him right now that we, we cool. were talking about before the show. So we're Absolutely. hoping he'll show us his uh, bartending skills, maybe some bar <laughs> flair somewhere in the episode. Um, that would be uh, really awesome. Um, wanted to start out today's episode, just give uh, a quick uh, update on what is happening in the world of Rock US. Um, we are launching our first ever tour of the united states with our tour bus <laughs> roxy it has a name for those of you that forgot her name is roxy yeah. totally yeah. totally makes sense um we're doing an eight-week video tour we're starting up in chicago going down uh the east coast into florida cutting across uh, the south into texas going up into denver and then going up back to the northwest um we're visiting uh, probably 15 or so states uh at least 20-ish or so different businesses. Um, Going to get some great content that we'll be able to put out there. A lot of good education coming everyone's way, um, as well as just uh, a cool preview of a lot of our different partners that are out there, you know, printing away and doing some some amazing things in business. So really follow Follow hashtag RockUSTour and uh, see where she might end up being next. Absolutely. And just a precursor to those of you listening, we are taking some major uh, COVID precautions in doing this. Uh, The tour bus was the first one of those. So we're not on airplanes going in and out of cities, but uh, we are sticking to some pretty extreme protocol with temperature taking, um, hand sanitizing, mask wearing, uh, as well as testing uh, along the way as we're going from from business to business. so we are being incredibly sensitive to uh, the time in which we live in, um, but definitely excited to get out on the road and uh, see some people. Um, and it's going to be awesome. Very, very excited. So stay tuned on that. We'll probably have some updates on our website as well as our social. Uh, if you're not following us, follow us on all of your platforms at Rock US. Boom. That's, that's that's my spiel my... on the update. That was you excellent. Like that? I was, okay, we're updated. Good. Yeah, we're updated. Yeah. Oh, we also actually no, we have one more update. Um, we've got a couple uh, articles out right now. Um, we've got oh, yeah. the spread in Screen Printing Magazine. Mm-hmm. So um, go check that out, ScreenPrintingMag.com. If you're not registered to receive uh, their publication, it's a digital publication. It comes out once every two months. Um, but we've got a great two page, two page spread there with a lot of good information, uh, specifically surrounding the Lotus, 
um, and a lot of what we're going to talk about today with chemistry and and how you can better uh, affect uh, the environment in your business, the people that work within it, and save a lot of money by automating your screen reclamation. So check that out. A lot of good information there. And stay tuned. We've got some other uh, articles going out in a few other um, trade magazines in the next uh, couple months. So we've got a lot of good news going on. Excited to share it with everyone. Nice. That's the update. All right, let's jump in. Um, I want to thank Alex for being here today from Easy Way um, and give you an opportunity, Alex, just to tell everyone about your journey in the industry, how it led you to Easy Way, sure. and how the company's uh, evolved over the last four decades. Yeah, it's been some like, time. That can huh? take some time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, me personally, uh, started uh, about, I don't know, 15, 17 years ago or so. Uh, my father-in-law uh, and I started a screen print shop together. I went to school for criminal justice and decided Whoa. it wasn't for me. <laughs> so there is a, there's a Venn diagram there. Yes. Criminal <laughs> justice and screen printing. I mean, so I never even did anything with it, to be honest. It just, I got done with it and I was like, this is just not me. It's not who I am. You're like, I can do crime on my own. Exactly. Yeah. And then so, <laughs> we, we started a little DTG shop, screen print shop. We had one of the original, we had number six of the DTG kiosk twos from Mastermind over in Japan. Uh, they were distributed uh, by Coldesi down in Florida in our shop. We bought it at that ISS Schomburg show years ago. And, you know, that led us to screen printing because we realized DTG really couldn't do everything at the time, especially 15 years ago. I mean, we we're talking, you know, inf infancy at that, that point. Wow. And, uh, you know, we, that shop was only half a mile from Big Blue because that's where I used to live. And so over the years, you know, Mr. Hoffman came down back and forth and eventually convinced me to come to work for him. And that led me to working in the digital department there developing that CTS unit. I was there for 11 years and we parted our ways and I've been with EasyWay for four years now. Started with international sales at EasyWay because that's kind of how I left my end of the career at M&R and then became the director of sales about three years ago and we're headed forward. It's awesome, man. What it's a amazing. journey. Yeah. yeah it's one of those epic. too. Once you get in this industry, it's just uh, impossible to ever leave it, right? I, I, my story is very similar to yours, actually. So yeah. that's that's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Well, we've been collaborating a lot with Lotus Holland over the past several weeks, um, you know, through a lot of what we've been doing internally in terms of, you know, marketing efforts, getting the information out there, showing people the ROI, um, talking about the chemistry. Um, how have your customers responded to or benefited from working with Lotus Holland? Cause we've kind of just started really working together. Yeah. Like, what was it? Probably two, two, three months ago, really yeah. actively. And uh, it's been going great. And, yeah, uh, awesome. and you guys have been in some businesses and, and, and brought your chemistry. And so what's, what's the reaction been to, to those so, new relationships and machines? I mean, it's been really fun for us because a lot of the customers are generally new easy way customers. Uh, we work with a lot of, you know, manufacturers, right? And we specialize in chemistry. So when we work with, you know, you guys, you know, selling the Lotus or other uh, reclaim machines, that's, you know, 
it's fun for us to be able to make our chemicals, which is what we specialize in, work efficiently in a lot of these reclaim machines. And I think where uh, the customers see the benefit is how efficient our chemicals are in a lot of those machines. We've designed some specific chemistries for auto reclaim. And, you know, that's where uh, a lot of our specialty lies over the last five years. That's awesome. How has that evolved over time? So, I mean, auto reclamation, when I got into the industry was maybe it existed, but it was, if it did, it was really expensive because it was at the, you know, kind of beginning yeah. phases, kind of like when you bought your first digital machine, right? I mean, it was totally, yeah. tough technology at the time. And obviously since then, it's come an extremely long way in terms of the size of the machines, the capability, the output. Um, so how has chemistry kind of evolved, you know, with that? Well, a lot of it started, honestly, like the, the industrial and the graphics market did auto reclaim long before textile guys adopted it. And that's, you know, we started in the industrial and graphics market. So, you know, on your previous podcast, friends was saying, uh, you know, how he kind of started in that industrial graphics market too. That's where the machine started for mm -hmm. those large format screens. Cause they're so difficult to flip around. I mean, just think of how many people you need to actually flip a 15 foot screen. So a lot of that started there. And that's how we got into it. And then over the years, uh, you know, the rise in labor costs and everything else are seeing textile guys start to adopt that. And uh, our chemistry has changed a little bit over the years to adapt to the textile inks versus, you know, the UV and solvent inks that we see in some of those larger format shops. Absolutely. Have you guys done a lot of evolution too in, in you know, creating more, I guess, user-friendly green? I call them green. Yeah. I, we always call, you know, um, that, that that's better for the environment, better for, for the people using it? Has I that evolution kind of played into it? Yeah, I think that's come naturally for us over the years. We're never, uh, like, we don't do a lot of the, the really harsh chemicals in this industry. Like, we won't sell spray out fluid or anything like that because a lot of those chemicals are just, they're really unhealthy for the people that use them. So we, mm -hmm. try, to, we try to stay on the really green and, and user-friendly uh, side of the industry. And I think that's where we've got a lot of our success as well because, I mean, I don't know if you follow all these groups online, but a lot of people tend to flock towards us because we do specialize in that side. And, and you know, with that comes efficiencies and, and other aspects too. You know, we created the dip tank roughly 25 years ago or so. Thank you for that. Yeah. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's uh, obviously there's many iterations of it over the years, right? I mean, this is, it's no longer new or revolutionary, but I think it's still very applicable to a lot of the smaller shops that are out there and how efficiently you can reclaim a screen with one of them. Absolutely. It's crazy uh, what designing just a little trough, right? Well, unbelievable. We'll do for <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really, truly crazy. That's awesome. Well, cool. We're going to take a quick uh, commercial break. When we come right back, we will continue our conversation on chemistry and how it affects your screen printing business. We will be right back. Limited on space and budget? Are you a team of one? Need a supporting press to automate those simple prints without the bottleneck? The Rock Fit fits seamlessly into your workflow and shifts your production to fifth gear's cruise control without breaking a sweat. To discover where automation fits in your business today, please visit rock.us or call 187-ROCKET-NOW. That's 877-674-8669. I want to welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Today, we are discussing the chemistry and screen printing, and we are joined by Alex Mimoser, 
of EasyWay Systems. I'm Rock US President Ross Hunter. Alongside of me here today is our creative producer, Mr. Merrill Caps, as well as our channel manager, Mr. Brian Richards. Welcome back, everyone. Hello, hello. So on the break, Alex, you're talking about uh, some of your travels, and sure. which is pretty awesome. Yes, um, uh, and kind of awesome. where you, you saw Lotus years ago. Can you elaborate a little bit so our viewers know what we're talking about there? Sure. Uh, I was pretty fortunate in this industry to be able to travel to quite a few countries over my career. And I saw the Lotuses originally in Germany, probably, you know, it's gotta be 12, 15 years ago or so. And, you know, I kept wondering why they weren't in the States and why I didn't see them predominantly in the States because they're such a small compact unit and they do what they do so well in such a small space that it, uh, it only made sense. And then, you know, obviously, here we are 10 years later with you guys bringing them in about what, four or five years ago, starting to, and uh, they really seem to be getting some traction now. It's uh, it's pretty cool to see. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll have to ask friends why it took him so long to, uh, <laughs> to, to come across the pond here and, and, and bring his equipment. Cause it, the yeah. size I think is the biggest thing that, that uh, yeah. is appealing with the Lotus. I mean, there's a lot of appealing things with it, but the fact that you can actually fit it inside a dark room, um, and, and a reasonable size. I don't even know that it's in there, especially in yeah. uh, metro Tons. markets, man. Square, yeah. Like square feet is huge in some of these city printer markets. So right. having big equipment's really tough. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'll turn it over to Brian. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Appreciate it. Um, so Alex, I wanted to know, you know, it's been uh, super great working with you and Alan uh, over yeah. there at EDUA the last couple months um, on the Lotus Holland equipment. And, you know, it's it's a little bit different, you know, for you guys working with us, a new vendor, uh, yeah. Rock, uh, company that makes uh, green equipment. And um, I know the easy yeah. way, you know, works a lot with customers and distributors that offer another type of equipment. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, uh, maybe, a, maybe, a a blue kind of equipment. Um, that's true. <laughs> what, uh, what's your favorite color? <laughs> Orange. <laughs> <laughs> Orange. Play good, nice kids. Good, Play great nice. answer. That's a great <laughs> answer. Um, Very political. <laughs> I wanted to know, um, how has that dynamic been? You know, you're kind of working with, um, sure. Uh, you know, shops that, you know, maybe uh, wouldn't ever think that, uh, you know, Brian Richards at Rock US would would be on the phone with them. And uh, it's been great. You know, we're, I've, yeah. I've worked with a handful of, uh, you know, customers that wouldn't be our traditional customer, but they're sure. the right segment customer for Lotus Holland, interestingly mm -hmm. enough. So correct. Um, can you speak at all to, to that dynamic? Well, I mean, I think, you know, our distribution channels are pretty vast, to be honest. We have a lot of our largest distributors actually don't even really sell equipment right now. Uh, we have a bunch all over the country that are not machine distributors. They are just uh, consumable distributors as well. So that, you know, there's a whole bunch of those, but you're right. I mean, the largest distributors right now out there, the big three are all blue distributors, right? And some of that channel doesn't, you know, some of those don't play traditionally together, but the Lotus really doesn't directly affect the printing equipment side of it, I guess. So it's kind of a piece that can fit in any shop, no matter what color you are. <laughs> Every, everybody's got a clean screens. I yeah, mean. that's it. I mean, <laughs> and it fits it. 
I think it fits a different market than some of the other machines that, that are out there that are available. I mean, there's a lot, a lot of manufacturers of reclaim equipment out there. Some of them do a better job getting their names out there than others. Uh, I think you guys have done a phenomenal job with the Lotus. I mean, it was essentially unknown in this country for friends before you guys really brought it up into the textile market. So well, wow. I'm sure it's a phenomenal partnership for you guys. What do you see as those main differences? So what, what is appealing? I mean, you've been into some of these shops, you know, clearly you've been around all this equipment for a long time. So what are you sure. hearing from people uh, just in terms of, of that appeal? Well, I mean, to me, size is number one. It's, it's okay. absolutely critical on the size. Uh, obviously, uh, value is another one, right? Some of the other equipment costs substantially more than what the Lotus costs. And, you know, it's a difficult sell when you're doing 30 to 100 screens a day, right? I mean, it's a hard sell to, to purchase a piece of equipment. I mean, some of your competitors start at 80, 90,000 and they go all the way up through four, five, six hundred thousand dollars for some of these oh, wow. pieces of reclaim equipment. And uh, it, you know, but the Lotus isn't going to do 500 screens a shift either, right? So some people look at that equipment as well. I just think the market segment that the Lotus fits in is vast compared mm -hmm. to uh, some of the other equipment out there. It's addressing so a portion this a, large. A much bigger. This large. Gotcha. So in terms of people like getting into it, what what is that? that ideal client. So when you guys think about it from a chemistry standpoint, obviously you sure. guys are going into, you guys are going into manual shops. Yep. I mean, 100%. to distribute easy way, right? So yep. what point are you guys having a conversation with those consumers on really starting to think about automating that part of their process and how that is going to change you know, what they're able to do from a chemistry standpoint. And then sure. also there's clear ROI, right? On labor. Yep. I think, you know, the labor is going to be the biggest part, right? You can touch on that a thousand times. It's basically on any automation, right? From a press to yeah. a coder to CTS to any of these, right? I mean, labor is huge, especially with how it's shifting in, in a lot of the states right now. It's some of the states on the East and the West coast are moving up quite a bit quicker than in the Midwest. But uh, as far as chemistry goes, you know, when you start to say, you know, I, I believe somewhere in the 40, 50 screen range, you know, range per day, that's probably where automation is going to start to make really good sense on the level of the Lotus in, an, in a solid ROI. Because um, you're not washing stuff down the drain anymore, right? I mean, mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the, the chemistry recirculates. So you have a huge cost savings in, in these automated machines in that. Awesome. See that? Well, wow. um, wanted to know, uh, we were checking out the, uh, the website and, yeah. um, you guys have some pretty, uh, uh, some pretty big numbers on there. Uh, 26 million, uh, screens cleaned $34 million saved 24,000 printers, uh, <laughs> using easy way in 2016 yeah. it might be a little dated. Um, wanted yeah. to know how do you calculate that? And are, are the numbers higher now? I'm sure they are higher now. <laughs> it's, you know, it's always a rough estimate to calculate, right? But you do it on how many dip tanks we've sold. And that number would is probably so much larger than you actually believe it to be. Uh, it's somewhere in the 12 to 15,000 tanks range right now that we can imagine. Wow. Uh, 
and that doesn't count all of the competitors tanks that we've, you know, put chemistry into and everything else are people that built their own, or, I mean, it's just astronomical. And that's, you know, all for the textile manual market. Then, you know, we started originally in the graphics and industrial market. So we still have a lot of those legacy customers that haven't fully converted to digital over there. And then, you know, everyone that just wants to spray chemical as well. We have a lot of people that still want to use that method. So when you add it all up, it's, it's a scary big number. I'm going to backtrack for a minute. You just sure. said there's lots of people that still want to spray chemicals. Yeah. Elaborate, please. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, we all do our best to educate people in what we believe will be the most efficient, the most green and the best for your shop. But some people don't want to change. They believe their method is the best. So we do have chemistry that will support those environments as well. I mean, I'm not going to, I'm not going to sell anything that's harsh or, or, or bad for the environment really. But at the end of the day, there's stuff that is applicable to them and they want to do it that way. So we'll sell chemistry to them as well. So that's cool. Well, so you guys I, have a hundred percent. You guys will sell, yeah, sell it and support them. And it's just, I'm always curious, like that mindset mm-hmm. of, you know, not changing. We hear that a lot in this industry, sure. right? You've got a lot of players from printing technique to cleaning technique to pricing 100%. that have literally done the same thing for 25 years. So when you guys are going in and consulting with your chemistry, That's, are you trying to shift that conversation? I mean, how, how does that go? Yeah. A lot of it doesn't, you know, everyone starts on a price per gallon ratio and we don't, we start on a price per screen ratio because it's a much easier calculation to help someone look at price per screen because not everyone's products are one-to-one, right? So my screen wash might be X and my emulsion remover might be X, but when you add it together in the process that we sell it in, this is what the actual screen cost is because the screen cost factors in the labor and everything else. And that's what we're looking at because if I can take a four-step process and move it down to a two-step process, or if I can take a four-step process and move it into an automated machine, all of those things have some sort of return on them. And that's how we try to pitch it because I know we are not the least expensive uh, or the, the least expensive product out there. We have uh, uh, quality products at a, a great price, but what we sell is efficiencies. And that's how we get people to convert over to our systems. That's really cool. Very aligned with, with exactly what we're in the business to do. So mm-hmm. it's awesome to hear. Yeah. Meryl, sorry, I cut you off there. Man. No, it's just it was just cool to see how that easy way kind of took on the ownership of mitigating that um impact on uh, for for whatever reason that anybody decides to not, you know, go with the eco-friendlier option automated wise, yeah. uh to, you know, make less harsh chemicals to deal with for that market. That's really, really inspiring. Yeah. It's really brilliant. Yeah. Thanks. Absolutely. Awesome. Cool. So just in terms of like you guys' offerings, um, what, you know, there's tons of chemistry out there, yeah. clearly, even within your own walls, right? I mean, mm-hmm. there's how many different uh, chemicals do you have to remove ink? Just, I mean, just throwing that out there. I think we're the lowest out of all the companies out there. And I think we're still at about 12 to 15 products just to remove ink. Dang. So how do people know where to start with that? Like, is there, 
is it just what works for me? I mean, I clearly, I, I know there's going to be a difference, you know, water-based, plastisol, different that types of plastisol, yep. different brands of plastisol, yep. right? That's going to impact it. Um, but is there something specifically people should be looking for? Is it tiered? Is it like, here's our best and this works across everything? Or do you have to experiment? It, is a, it is a little bit like that, yeah. Uh, there's obviously a, a very premium line of chemicals. And for a reference point, like our, our best ink wash that we make of the ink wash segment is about 70% of its sales. And then all 11 products only make up about 30%. Mm. Wow. Okay. Just for a reference point and how we sell into that product uh, versus selling the per gallon products, I'll say. And when you automate, do you have that many choices as well? Or does it kind of dwindle down into just a couple? It totally depends on the machine uh, and how the chemistry is applied in that machine. It depends on well, the Since we're talking Lotus, and, let's, yeah. let's use that uh, as an example. The, technically, the Lotus, uh, we could run a lot of different screen washes in it because it, it, the, the way it applies is not like a centrifugal pump where it comes out very violently through nozzles. It's a uh, gentle application that uses brushes, right? Mm -hmm. So we can products that would tend to foam, quote unquote, a little bit, don't foam in a Lotus like that. But then you also have to deal with, does a, someone want to run a completely uh, solvent or product solution, or would they like to mix it with water to try to get some more efficiencies that way? And that'll start driving you uh, into which direction you need to go, as well as what ink set they're running. If it's a 90 plus percent plastisol shop, we drive them this way. If it's a 100% water-based shop, you drive them this way. So gotcha. all those determine... Where you go. Interesting. Wow. That's really cool. Well, awesome. Uh, we'll take this moment, take another quick commercial break. And when we come back, we will talk more about how chemistry affects your screen printing business. We will be right back. You know where you're going and you need a vessel with a deep understanding of you and your objectives embedded into its very design. An automatic screen printing press that's built for you, your audience, your workflow, your goals. The Rock U Auto is the ideal press to match how unstoppable you are. For these and other expert solutions to help you press onward, please visit rock.us or call 187-ROCKET-NOW. That's 877-674-8669. Want to welcome everybody back to Rock Shop Talk, your one-stop rock shop where we talk all things screen printing. Today we are talking about the chemistry in screen printing. We are joined by Alex Mamoser of Easy Wave Systems. I have to overly pronounce your last name, by the way, because like when you look at it, you want to say it one way, but you yeah. told me how to say it at the beginning of the show. So I'm doing my best. That's awesome. It is a tough last name. It's tough. It's tough. I've heard all it's kinds of stuff. It's not tough. That's what's funny. It's it's tough, but not tough. Yeah. Um, when you look at it, you don't think it's going to be tough, and then you <laughs> say it, and it's like, hmm. Like you think um, you think it, it would be harder than it is. Yeah, people struggle yeah, with Merrill. Like I've I've heard some mm. weird things. Merrill. Oh, yeah, like yeah. I mean, I don't know how you mess that up, but whatever. <laughs> don't get it. Yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's I have good. a baby girl on the way. And uh, we named oh, cool. her Arabella and okay. getting her grandparents to go era instead of Ara when they talk about her. Because, I mean, clearly you could pronounce it both ways. Um, it's one of those names, too, though, where I think it'll yep. end up being probably mispronounced often because, mm -hmm. um, you yeah, know, don't know how to read it. So 
Um, anyway, let me get back into the intro. Um, <laughs> Alex of Easy Way here is joining us. Um, I'm Rocky US President Ross Hunter. Alongside of me today is Mr. Mel Caps and Mr. Brian Richards of Rock US. Let's dive back in to chemistry. Do it. Um, okay, so uh, curious to get your take on this, Alex. Um, you know the the age old adage you don't know what you don't know um what is it that most screen print shops out there who are cleaning screens who are are using chems to do it what do they not know and what are some of like the top tips that you would have for how to use chemicals more efficiently sure uh i mean the number one thing i i I would say that most shops don't know would be when their screen is actually exposed and how that affects the entire process from mm. printing. But, you know, if you go with water base, it's even harder, but in reclaim underexposed screens cause havoc mm-hmm. uh, because they, when you don't fully cross link the PVA bonds with the sensitizer and emulsion, there's nothing to snap from the emulsion remover. So you end up with gummy and stringy, and sheets of emulsion falling off your screens mm-hmm. rather than tiny little chunks or liquid coming mm-hmm. off. Because mm-hmm. what, what is literally happening in that process is the emulsion remover is breaking a chemical bond that is created by the sensitizer with light. And when that is not done right, or you did it not enough and you underexpose your screen, you end up with that stringy gummy mess. So did what I know? heard was don't cross the streams. i have uh i've been in this industry i want to say probably similar amount to to you maybe maybe 15 or 16 years and uh i've cleaned a lot of screens that uh looked and felt the way that you just described and uh, it wasn't until just now that i (laughs) realized why that was yeah hey brian maybe like future ford invest in exposure calculator that's great, it. Great, Ooh. great tool um, to yeah. help not do what Alex was just describing there. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, um, even if you don't get the full calculator, those little step tests, man, they're like seven those. or eight bucks. Just buy one and do it. <laughs> Absolutely. The step test is great. Yeah. I yeah. hated the actually full fledged calculator. A lot of people do. <laughs> they're complicated. Yeah. You know it's what's funny? Because they all actually have the step wedge on them, typically. They do. Like yep. the, the, Right. And that's all I would ever look at, even when we had the more complex ones. It's like all I cared yeah. about was, was that little step wedge. Yeah. How does um, other harsh chemicals affect that, though? So when you're going to reclaim, sure, there's a lot of kind of things that are people don't know. Right. Screen yeah. opener. Screen opener is huge. And, and it's it's even worse with underexposed screens. Hot solvents and underexposed screens wreak havoc. Uh, it'll harden right up. And you'll especially see, I mean, you can really tell when someone uses screen opener because like the whole outside of the screen reclaims great, but the image area is like still solid. You're like, you almost know that someone used a screen opener or a really hot solvent on press uh, before it got back to the screen room when that, when that shows up. Which is interesting. And someone, no one ever told me that. So, I mean, I've been, you know, I owned a printing business for 11 years. Yeah. No one ever said that. And I tell you, man, we went through cases of screen opener. It was our best friend because it cleans so easy. It's caustic. It's horrible for you, but it was quick. Um, But it wasn't quick. 
because I never knew that's what was, t- you know, giving such a hard time to our reclaim department is we were screwing them up before it ever even got there. A hundred percent. And then your guy's back there with a pressure washer beating on it, sucking way more water down than he should using way more chemistry in the back to get that uh, mesh clean again. I mean, it's just, and he's probably having to use a harsher chemical than what you used on the floor to get that out. Absolutely. We went through our fair share of pressure washers too. We were on kind of a one every four month cycle. Oh yeah. Um, I learned a good system for that. I'm not going to share that here, but I did learn a good system for uh, replacing uh, those pressure washers. That's crazy. Wow. I got some environmental questions. I mean, we touched on this earlier, but kind of to break that open a little more. I mean, everybody, most people want to help do their part in helping the planet. Um, outside of what we discussed earlier, where you kind of provide uh, less harsh chemicals for those who don't, what other ways do uh, do you suggest to minimize the environmental impact when working with these chemicals? And and kind of future forward, what do you see as on the horizon for where things are going as far as making them as eco uh, friendly as possible as, you know, to minimize that impact. Sure. Uh, I mean, I always think dip tanks are a huge player in that because especially we have, we have a new tank out now where it has a drip ledge built in. So you can let even more chemical drip right back into the tank. And, uh, you know, with that, you end up washing quite a bit less down the drain and it stays in the tank. So you're not constantly having to use new chemistry. So you're just, inherently putting less down the drain in that way. And I think what you can minimize what goes down the drain is probably the real long-term benefit. Uh, We have a whole line of chemicals that are already uh, California compliant for the 26 AQMD districts in California that require a different set of rules uh, out there. And you'll see a lot of that starting to come across the country. There's a few uh, counties in Wisconsin and stuff already that are requiring some more stringent rules for what can be used. Um, A lot of it is for the better. Some of it's, uh, I think, a little bit lobby group politically driven because there's certain solvents and certain manufacturers that they don't want to see in there anymore. Mm. Because, you know, when you, when you talk about VOC exempt, exempt solvents, it's not that a lot of the stuff doesn't exist in some of this chemistry. It's just that it's exempt. So it doesn't count on the SDS and, and, and nature cares about that kind of thing. So that's exactly. Good. So yeah, <laughs> that's, cool. that's, right. that's exactly what I'm getting at. So right. to me, you're way better off doing best practices and trying to minimize the footprint uh, than anything else. That's, that mm-hmm. is always going to be best practices. And, and automation is a huge portion of that because when you have sealed systems like that, where you reduce the stuff that you're outputting, it's a massive impact. True that. So I have a follow-up question to Merrill's. Um, I, I taught, I've taught a lot of screen printing courses over mm-hmm. many years. Um, and one of our number one questions, and I love a, a chemical specialist to address this. Um, I tried to address as best I could. And I was in California, so I, I did a lot of teaching sure. there. And obviously, very, very, very much uh, kind of a leader state in, in being as eco-conscious as possible. Absolutely. And a lot of people would ask, and it's kind of a multi-tiered question, but you know, what do I do with the chemical in the dip tank when it's time to change the chemistry was okay. one. Two, what's the best practice for my washout um, sink? Yep. 
And, and those were like two huge questions I used to get all the time. So, and I've never had a, a chemical expert actually answer those. I kind of went with what I thought was right. So I'm curious to see how that compares. <laughs> so uh, the dip tank chemistry is actually drain safe in all 50 states. So there's, there's, it has, there's virtually the, the, the ink and the emulsion that would be in the tank is much more worrisome than the chemistry that'll be in there just based on a percentage of activity level. There's not actually that much activity level in those tanks uh, when you're ready to dispose of them. So what we always tell people to do is filter everything. It's for your washout booth. It's when you're draining your dip tank, all of it, get the solids out of it, get your ink, your emulsions, get it all out of it. Uh, a lot of people will put it on an old cardboard t-shirt box, dry it, and then pitch it as solid waste. Oh, interesting. That's because that was the next thing I was going to ask you for people that don't actually have, um, filtration systems and stuff under mm -hmm. their, their washout booths. What are some, some kind of inventive ways to, to go about filtering out those particulates? I've seen some pretty magical things out there, but I will tell you the least expensive thing to do is just go online and buy a super simple like string sock filter. They're like three to $4. And that is better than zero. It, you could literally awesome. put it to the bottom of your uh, washout booth and then kind of put like a catch basin below that sock filter and let that go out down the drain. Just getting that solids uh, out one it'll save your drain system too because inevitably you will end up rotorootering if it's not five years from now it'll be 15 years from now because you've let all those solids go down the drain uh so just put a simple string sock filter on there hmm. all right good advice before we kind of wrap this topic up i have kind of like a fun random thing to ask you sure how uh how often and how many do you have like in your pocket of chemistry jokes and um, <laughs> like puns or anything like that? Do you hear any kind of like, oh, they've got good chemistry at that shop kind of thing? Or, um, like, like never. <laughs> never? No. Uh, I, got, I don't have any chemistry jokes. Uh, we're, we're, we're definitely not cool enough for chemistry jokes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! I, I mean, I guess I Meryl's to... gonna have to start writing for the chemistry world. I mean, I mean seriously, that was a good one right there, I like that. That's <laughs> good. But <laughs> did wow. so one for you would be epic. Um, uh, uh, did did the chemistry workers unionize or unionize? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No. I took this in a bad place. <laughs> so bad. But you, I'm totally you don't get gonna to hear keep all your dad jokes during the day. It's like half mm. of them I'm just like, and then someone has to explain it to me, and he gets like a ha. Um, <laughs> but we get to hear these in all the meetings throughout the day are these random dad jokes or sometimes screen printing puns and things. So yeah. a lot occasionally Do you they're really follow good. dad jokes. No, I just pick them up throughout. The, <laughs> there's a, no, there's like a whole uh, there's a whole Instagram that's dad jokes and a whole uh, like TikTok that's dad jokes. Oh yeah, they have their own channel and it's a whole group. Oh wow! Oh look, he's writing this down right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Alex, for yeah. adding to our, our meetings and uh, the crazy jokes that are going to ensue from that piece yeah. of advice. There, that's good. Um, so kind of to wrap this up, how do people get in touch with you, get in touch with easy way, find you guys, sure. you guys have social followings, we, yeah, websites, we're, uh, all that kind of good stuff at, you know, eat simple. It's, uh, at easy way for Instagram, 
uh, Easy Way Systems on Facebook, and uh, you can contact us uh, at easyway.com. Cool. And just, I guess, a final thought here um, for those people that are listening, you know, having a partnership and we're, we're, we're obviously an equipment manufacturer and distributor um, and having a partnership like this is huge. Um, yeah. Can you tell us just a little bit, just final thought to those listening about, you know, when someone comes here, they buy a Lotus, mm-hmm. you know, we contact you guys. What does that look like? So, so they get so, an idea of, of, of what that is. Yeah, when you guys sell a Lotus, uh, you know, we send our chemistry to, to set that Lotus up with, and we generally try to have someone on site to help with the install. Because, uh, you know, without, you know, we don't expect you to be the, the chemistry experts. That's what we are, right? And uh, you guys are the machine experts in that regard. So, you know, without both of us working together, you know, it's you're not going to have a successful install. So we always try to work together on those installations to make sure it's successful for the customer. And how much does that cost people to have EasyWay come out and help with that? Zero. You just got to buy our chemistry. That is the coolest thing. That yeah, that was. Yeah. I had to get to that punchline because I will tell people out there, like you know, automating anything, even changing chemistry, changing your ink manufacturer. Those those people out there that have been screen printing for a long time. It's daunting. I, mean, I remember yep. just changing ink, and it it was an uphill battle, and it was something we had to do for specific reasons, and and it's tough. And when you get a company that's really wanting to partner with you, you know, like, like easy way. And Alex is describing here, that's willing to come out, fly their team, meet your team, be a part of, you know, your success and ensuring that's there. I mean, it's so priceless because mm-hmm. it is hard to yeah. figure that out on your own, especially when you're getting started for the first time in automation. It's like, let me dump a bunch of chemicals in here. And what's funny is those ratios are so important Right. Of getting it right. Otherwise, it's not going to do, you know, you can actually put too much chemical in there and then not have totally. your reclamation process go correct. I mean, absolutely. There's a very good balance in that pH and, of water to chemistry and everything. I mean, so. at the end of the day, we're trying to create a community here, right? And that's really what it boils down to. We, if, if we can all collectively work together, well, every one of us will end up for the better. Absolutely. That's a great that. point, man. I, I've shared that in a lot of, uh, different events and stuff, you know, it's a, what, $6.8 billion a year industry in the U.S. alone. That's kind of a, that's not a COVID statistic, so don't quote me on <laughs> where we're at right now. Um, I will tell you though, um, as, let me finish that thought. So there's a piece of pie for everyone. I mean, it, it's definitely about sharing knowledge, helping each other out so everyone wins. And um, I did get the opportunity yesterday to um, sit with a whole panel of very, very, very smart economists um, that are, are looking at the future. And apparel is one of those places that uh, is poised to bounce back like wildfire um, this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was really exciting to kind of see, you know, all industries, in fact, are looking, you know, this year is looking pretty, pretty prime for people. I think that, you know, with the news of the vaccine, um, with kind of the stimulus packages going out right now, um, there's a lot of, of excitement happening in the economy and, um, all of our printers out there get ready. Cause you're, you know, I know from our community of rock printers, I mean, people are getting hit with orders left and right. We've seen tremendous growth, um, through the last quarter of last year into this year. So, um, it's exciting. Well, Alex, we appreciate you having, having you on here. Um, 
check out easy way for those of you that are listening. If you're interested in Lotus Holland, um, go to rock.us, go to Lotus page, fill out a forum. We'd be happy to talk to you about it. We've got some, some cool stuff going on with easy way with the chemistry, help you out there. Um, get one of their people on site uh, at your install to help you get up and going and, and saving money. Mm-hmm. And uh, saving your lungs and prolonging uh, your life and making your team's uh, experience cleaning screens a whole heck of a lot more pleasant um, than standing at a booth spraying chemical or even using a dip tank, which at least is a step up from that. So. <laughs> and your your staff will have a much us. much better reaction than my bad chemistry joke. <laughs> <laughs> See, that was a good one. That was there good. There we go. Okay, I had to funny. redeem myself. Okay, as you were. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you for all of you listening. Uh, Continue to press onward and uh, rock on. Peace. Huge thanks to Alex Mamoser for joining us today. As always, thank you for spending time with us this week. Tune in at your convenience wherever you listen to your podcast by searching Rock Shop Talk. Our next episode will discuss working on your business while working in your business. If you'd like to request to be on the show, please visit rock.us slash rockshoptalk. If you found today's episode helpful, please recommend it to a friend who you think may find it helpful as well. Please like, share, and subscribe on social media. Until next time, rockers, press onward. Press onward.